Clear is a faster way into Capital One Arena. Download the free Clear app to beat the crowds on game day. Enter through the Clear Lane at the 7th and G Street entrance across from Clyde's. It is one back for Colorado. Johnson to the Washington line. Capitals dump in from center. Georgiev paddles it away and the Colorado Avalanche have hung on to defeat the Capitals in regulation. Final score, 3-2. to two. This is Caps This Morning with John Walton and Ben Raby on Caps Radio 24-7. The Capitals drop a tight one in Denver against the Avalanche. Post-game reaction from Darcy Kemper, Evgeny Kuznetsov, and Peter Laviolette. And Joe B. joins us as the Capitals now prepare to take on Pittsburgh tomorrow. Good morning, everybody. Today is Wednesday, January 25th. Welcome to Caps This Morning here on Caps Radio 24-7, presented by Clear, the faster way in a Capital One arena. The Capitals concluded a Western swing last night at Ball Arena in Denver with a 3-2 regulation loss at the hands of the Colorado Avalanche. The loss, coupled with a Pittsburgh 7-6 win in overtime over the Florida Panthers, dropped the Caps into the second wildcard position in the Eastern Conference. The Capitals had some chances in the first period, out shooting the Avs 12-9, and Connor Sherry also hit a post early. But Colorado took a 1-0 lead to the dressing room after one. Arturi Lekkonen took a pass from Nathan McKinnon to score his 15th goal of the season. For McKinnon, it was his 700th career NHL point, first in his 2013 draft class to reach that mark. The Avs led by one after 20 minutes. Colorado would score twice in the second period as well, but Connor Sherry broke a 12-game goal drought with his 12th goal of the season. It was 3-1 Avalanche after two. Alex Ovechkin picked up his 31st goal of the season in the 811th of his career at 9.44 the third period. It brought the Caps back within a goal, but that's as close as it would get. Washington heads home with just one win and two points on a swing out west. Darcy Kemper was honored during the first TV timeout last night for his time with the Avalanche last season, which of course ended with a Stanley Cup championship. He was pretty emotional talking about it after the game. Uh, I mean, it was a lot of uh, mixed emotions for sure. Um, pretty special being back and uh, yeah, meant a lot. Evgeny Kuznetsov said afterward the effort was better, but the Caps didn't get the result they were looking for. We tried hard. You know, that was a pretty competitive game for, for both teams. And, you know, they, they got their goals. We, we had their push. We make it a one-goal right game. And uh, in the end, I felt like we, we got some good looks. We just uh, did not score. And unfortunately, we, we're going with the, with the loss tonight. Peter Laviolette, after the game, said there were some things he wanted to see cleaned up from last night's effort, but overall, saw much improvement from Saturday's game in Vegas. I thought the guys played hard. There was things on the goals that I wish we did better defensively, just mistakes, you know, not from a lack of effort or just a little bit of the details and, you know, maybe one or two in the second first, and then there was a few in the in the second period. But I, I thought our guys... You know, showed up and attacked from the, from the get-go. And when you're attacking like that, sometimes you leave yourself a little bit vulnerable. And so there's some things that just from inside the system we could have done a little bit better. But for the most part, I thought the guys played hard. Final score from last night, Colorado 3 and Washington 2. 
Today on the show, as the team flies back east to prepare for tomorrow night's home game with Pittsburgh, Joe Beninati joins us to discuss the importance of tomorrow's home tilt with the Penguins, the resurgence of the Buffalo Sabres, the overall need for more offense as the stretch run approaches, and more. All right, happy to have Joe Beninati with us here as the Capitals heading home. Pittsburgh up next. This is a big game with Pittsburgh coming up. They have provided a lot of back pressure, and so too, for that matter, have the Buffalo Sabres. The rest of this little stretch going up to the break, pretty important to the Caps and their fates and fortunes here. You don't want to be falling out of the top eight. If this doesn't get your competitive juices flowing, nothing will. And it's sure, there's always that added emphasis when you see black and gold against Washington, whether it be Boston or Pittsburgh for that matter. But Pittsburgh, black and gold, tends to bring out uh, the best. And I would think that these are the two teams that are likely to be pushing for those Metro spots, uh, for the wild card spots out of the Metro as the season goes along and pushes down the stretch. So, you know, we were talking about only seeing Pittsburgh three times in a season, which I think is rare. So every head-to-head battle with them matters, and this one becomes enormous. And it's a little treat before the All-Star break, but I would expect the guys to be ready, expect them to be mindful of what it takes to beat a team like Pittsburgh, and what it, more importantly, what it means to be the best version of Washington. We've seen that sporadically of late. During the trip, we saw it sporadically. I think now they'll need to focus upon being the best of themselves in the last couple of months. It's not usually something we look at for the last maybe decade or so once you get to this time of year, but we were out to dinner the other night and happened to look at the Buffalo-Dallas game where the Sabres go into Big D and they find a way to win. This Sabres team that has been pretty much dog meat for a decade, no longer. This is a competitive, fast team that the Caps are going to see at the end of February, the beginning of a long stretch on the road. But the Sabres, with all the games in hand that they have on the Caps, they're closer than they appear and they are playing some pretty good hockey. How much concern is there for the good ship Buffalo Sabres right now? You know, I've heard people say that Peter Laviolette is deserving of Coach of the Year consideration for keeping Washington in the fight this long and with all the injury adversity that the Caps have gone through. I'm sure people would throw Donnie Granado's hat into that category as well. If Buffalo were to become one of those top eight teams in the Eastern Conference, he'd definitely be in consideration for a coach of the year type thing. And I look at that Buffalo roster and I sit there and go, well, you know, they've been talking for some time now about it's almost time. It's almost time. The young guys are just about here and they've grown in and they've become comfortable and we're, we believed in them as high round picks for a reason. Now they're starting to produce on the ice. All of a sudden, yeah, you you know the pedigree, the draft pedigree of, of Rasmus Dahlin, and you sit there and go, well, he's been a little disappointed. Now he's one of the finest defenders you'll see, and he's scoring a ton, and he his escapability with the puck amazes me whenever I watch him. He's hard to forecheck, and at the offensive end, he's always making at least one or two players miss before delivering a shot on goal or making a nice pass. You can't say enough about Tage Thompson in the way that he's blossomed and developed into a star. He's, he is a front-page star now for the Buffalo Sabres, and when you have that kind of talent, you can scare people, and I understand exactly why you're you're posing this question because they're in the mix 
The Capitals do have to play them still further ahead. The schedule-wise is going to be difficult for Washington. We know that. We've known that all the while, that the last quarter of the season was going to be chock-full of division games and chock-full of games against teams that are battling for that wild-card spot. So where we began this conversation, if that doesn't get your competitive juices flowing, nothing will, and I expect the Capitals to rise up. One of the things we'll be watching for is the Caps host Pittsburgh, then going to Toronto and Columbus, and then it's break time for a little bit, is hopefully we see Nick Dowd, who has meant so much to this team at the faceoff dot. He does so much for this team on the PK. If you need a faceoff one in the D zone, he's the guy you're looking to, and they haven't had him here for the last little stretch, hoping that maybe before we get to break time here that maybe we see him back. He was having a tremendous offensive year at the time of injury, and again, the adversity this team has had to deal with. Nick Dowd right now front and center on that list. You and I are fortunate. We're around the team all the time. We are privy to some conversations that are not meant for the radio or for television and I just find that year after year, the Washington Capitals organization does a tremendous job of keeping us in the dark on injuries. I haven't heard a peep about Nick Dowd and I think it's a little bit surprising and you may know differently i don't know if once the recording stops if we have a different conversation but for (laughs) right now for this part of the conversation i have not heard a peep about nick and the caps miss him he was getting better and better and better at the face-off dot he's been producing timely goals he had a, a patch there where he went ice cold but then boom the offense started to come back he works so well in whatever defensive role you give him defensive zone starts If you give his line matchups against top offensive players, he's more than welcome to take that challenge. You miss that guy. You really do. And it's such a case of you don't miss it till it's gone. You don't miss John Carlson all that much until you see him gone for as long as he's gone or potentially is going to be gone. It's hard to live life like that. And the Caps have been doing that for so long, for almost half a season without Nick, without Tom. Now you're losing John for a long time. How long are you losing Nick Dowd, Carl Haglin, Connor Brown, all those guys who've been missing for some time now? It's amazing that the Caps are where they are. And I'm, I'm not saying that they're a tremendous team that's likely to roll through the last quarter of the season. But it's definitely going to test them. And I like this team's character. I always, I've always liked this team's guts. You know, when, when TJ's in there and not on the sideline, you've had two absences with, with Oshie for significant amounts of games. I, I like this team's character and guts, and I think they'll get it done. Last one for you. I know that you've gotten this question, too. When outside media, people outside Washington, ask about what they've seen from this team, and they ask about the chase for Alex Ovechkin at 800 goals and 802 and all of that, and during that time, I said, is that a distraction? I said, if it's anything but, because during December, we're in the midst of all of that, was when this team was going 11-2-2. Two and two. Into January now, it's been quieter offensively. Connor Sherry's been quiet, Lars Eller quiet, and Anthony Mantha, who's been in and out of the lineup. This team was doing this in November, and I guess I'm a little worried that I see it creeping in a little bit, where now that that moment has passed and all of that that happened around this month of December and now into January, it's been quiet again. This team's got to get back to starting to score some more more goals and there's some guys that can give a little bit more here as we go to the break and into the stretch run. For a while there I'm sure the coaches had to recalibrate with Backstrom and Wilson coming back. Finding the best place for those guys. Finding the best fit and then the players that they're playing with rallying around them. And all of a sudden now you've seen Milano, Backstrom and Wilson be a pretty dependable and good line at at generating offensive chances. So how long will they stick together? We'll see. But for the team collectively... You're in a bad power play spell. 
And uh, yes, Gustafson is is the kind of player who will take it upon himself and take the responsibility and say, I've got to be better quarterbacking the power play without John Carlson. But that's an area where you really miss John Carlson. That, I, I just, it's so cyclical. Special teams drive me crazy year after year. You'll see the team get super hot and then go ice cold. And so you come into those situations expecting it. But they need to generate more offense again. They found a way to do that in December. They need to find a way to do that now in these ultra-competitive games. And now when you're going to be seeing the top half of the Metro quite a bit, there's a lot of showdown games ahead. Fun for you and me to call. I'm sure it's nerve-wracking for the fans to watch. Thanks to Joe B. for joining us today. Going to be great to be back in the Eastern Time Zone and home after a week away. Three more games until the All-Star break as the Caps try to hold on to a playoff spot in the East. It's the Capitals and the Pittsburgh Penguins tomorrow at 7, 6.45 air on 106.7 The Fan and Caps Radio 24-7. Heard at CapsRadio247.com. Have a great Wednesday, everybody. For the latest on the Capitals and hockey news around the clock. Let's go, Caps! Tune in to Caps Radio 24-7. Listen online via the Capitals mobile app at CapsRadio247.com. Or ask Alexa to play Caps Radio 24-7 on TuneIn.